Welcome to the Joy of Leadership podcast. I'm your host, Dr. James Taylor. On this podcast, we explore the passion and purpose of leadership. Join us to explore lessons in leadership that demonstrate how you can live in the center of God's will. All right. Hey, I'm excited to have Bernie Anderson with us here today and uh, from World Vision. Bernie, great to have you here. Thanks for flying right in and arriving right at the studio. <laughs> right on. Yeah. Thanks, okay. Dr. Taylor. It was really, really good to be here. Excited to have the conversation. Cool. Yeah. So, hey, listen. So this year we started this uh, strategic partnership with World Vision. Uh, we have absolutely loved it. The kids, kids lives awesome. are being changed. Uh, really stepping into kind of that culture of kindness, like really trying to develop that yeah. in our students. So, so just so the audience understands, g- give us a little nutshell on on kind of what is World Vision? How are they impacting the world? Uh, give it, give us kind of some idea of what yeah. you're seeing with the World Vision. Yeah, well, man, first of all, thanks for the opportunity to, to come and talk about World Vision. That's <laughs> one of the things I love to do. So, um, well, World Vision's been around like 70 years, and it started really from a prayer from the founder, Bob Pierce. And he said, Lord, break my heart for the things that break the heart of God. And I'd like to think that that's really the theme or the, the, the spirit of what we continue to do at the organization um, for all these years now. And so we really do um, development work um, in the spirit of Jesus. Uh, we go in and we uh, operate in communities for an extended period of time, uh, addressing those root causes of poverty. Uh, but probably more than that, even we just go in um, in this spirit of love, um, in the spirit of saying, "Hey, we want to serve. We want to come alongside of. We want to be with you." Um, and then hopefully we provoke the question of, "Well, why?" And then we get to talk about Jesus, right? And so, um, but we do that work, and and it really, you know, the the again, a big part of what we do is we want to see life in all of its fullness for every vulnerable child out there. So every child should be able to experience. Um, all the all the kingdom potential that they have, and we want to we want to come alongside families and see that happen. And um, we we work extremely hard to do that in a way that's dignifying and loving and um, God honoring and affirming to every person wherever they live, um, whatever vulnerable context we find them in. Yeah. I, li- I like the idea where you said that World Vision steps in and handles root causes. Yes, and that's actually something I've really enjoyed with World Vision. You know, it's that old adage, like you can give a person a fish and feed them for a day. You can get, teach them how to fish and feed them for a lifetime. For a lifetime and so, so like it's that, that mindset where, where a world vision steps in and they're not just going to provide uh, a temporary water source. They want to provide a permanent water source. So how, how does that philosophy filter into food? Uh, supply, yeah. water supply. Explain that a little bit in more detail. Sure, sure, absolutely. So we go in and we have, we literally have like a set of questions for a community that we're going to begin to partnership with. And we start very, um, we start very casual, if you will, and just in terms of like, if you're starting a new relationship, who are you? Who are who are we? What do you have? What do we have? What are the resources you have? What do you? And and then it's it's very equal, and we we come together and we start these conversations. And then we start to look at what are the root causes? What are the things we need to start with to begin to lift uh, the entire community um, to a place where they're sustainable, to a place where they um, can provide some of these basic uh, things? So a lot of times it begins with wash, water, sanitation, and hygiene. Um, and all the sponsorship dollars, so when you sponsor a child for $39 a month, those dollars are pooled with other people's $39 a month. And we feel like that 
type of community. We, we do what we call uh, child-focused community-based development work. So everyone benefits when World Vision enters a community okay, like and we begin that. to set up, we, we begin to nurture and cultivate those relationships uh, full of dignity and love and respect. Um, and then all of the children begin to benefit from that because all those dollars are pooled. And we feel like we can do more if we pull everybody's dollars uh, together. And then we start to address those root causes. We start to talk about wash and how we can get uh, clean water because clean water changes a lot of things, right, really quickly. Then we start to look at other issues. Uh, maybe there's some economic development. We may start some savings clubs and so forth. Mm. And um, so a lot of the women will lead those savings clubs and they'll start little businesses. Um, they may need to know, they need to they may need to have a little help with um, agriculture and growing crops so that they can get uh, food, um, uh, more sustainable food sources and that sort of thing. So all of those things are determined to a certain extent by what it looks like there on the ground in that area development program. And so we want to just work. We see, we kind of follow uh, God's leading and the leading uh, of the community leaders. We work. I think what's really powerful about our work is that we work with those community leaders, and that may be um, the, the, the mayor or the chief or the, you know, some of the people in that community or that province or whatever, and then we're working with the spiritual leaders as well, so we, we don't leave the pastors out. We're, we're bringing in all the, all the religious leaders as well, so it's just really a powerful kind of community come together Let's address these issues together and see the entire community lifted up out of, out of poverty. When yeah. World Vision steps into a new area, mm -hmm. uh, they're going to go into this new region of the world. Yep. Is there purpose to go in and stay? Or is there purpose to go in, stabilize the, the environment to bring people up to a sustainable level and then leave and move on to a new area? How does that work? Love that question. Yeah, totally not... Our end game is not to remain. Right. Right. I just, Ryan, that was pretty good, man. Our end game <laughs> is not to remain. Um, but no, we, we want to move along. And typically that happens in 15 to 18 years. Okay. Um, because again, we're doing really focused, intense, addressing those root causes of poverty. That doesn't happen overnight. Um, and so we, we're there and we, we hang out and we, now, even as we're there, a lot of the ownership is slowly being transferred over to the community and the community leaders. So mm -hmm. if it's a water project, they're going to have the keys to the well or the borehole or whatever the water source is. Uh, they're going to form a committee in that community to make sure that the maintenance is, main, that is maintained and when the thing breaks down or if there's a, a small fee that's charged, they're going to collect all that. So there's a lot of handing off and uh, shifting of re uh, responsibilities, if you will, even through this process over this 15 years. So we are phased development approach. So there's like four phases. Mm -hmm. And uh, the last phase is actually a community graduates. Mm. Um, that's familiar language to you. You right. should know that. Right. Right? So that community graduates, and then World Vision is is gone, and we move on to the next community okay. that needs and help. they both take about 15 to 18 years. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Kids <laughs> versus communities. Okay. Boom, I, I you like got that. it. Touche. Like um, now, no, I... I've loved like with World Vision as I've been doing research on them and understanding. You mentioned micro loans, uh, stepping in and doing that. I was super impressed with the idea where World Vision is actually super cutting edge with soil preparation and understanding yeah. how to bring soil back, how to plant crops, what plot crops are working best in drought yep. conditions, yep. all of those different pieces. Uh, is is that coming from? one division of world vision is that something that they're hiring out is that actually a part of this this global conglomerate 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, we have we kind of work at a federated model at World Vision. So we have World Vision US, we have World Vision Australia, World Vision Canada. And so World Vision US, we support the field in all of their all of the things that need to happen um, in those communities that we're doing development work in. Um, and we have an international programs group at World Vision US. And so my guess is, I'm not completely versed on all of this, but my guess is they have a part in that. Mm -hmm. But we primarily work with locals, with indigenous um, leaders and indigenous professionals to make sure that those communities are resourced with the things that they need. And so roughly 98, 99% of our uh, global workforce are indigenous to the countries where they mm. serve. So, and that's a strength of the model. I mean, that's something oh, that they totally. That's really their method. It's buy-in there. But, yeah. but I, I love the idea that helping uh, and provision can sometimes look like science or yes. math, yes, or analytics right. or engineering. Right. Like it, it can really look like all of those different all pieces those that have to be built in to, to really provide a truly successful project. Yeah, it's, it's world-class, if I can say that. I right. mean, it is, it is so um, intentional and focused and well done and, and, and just at a level that I don't even fully grasp. Right. But it, you're right, it, it, it accesses all those uh, experts and all the people who have, who have been trained uh, to understand and to do those things so that communities can get really the, the best and, and have the, the, the best opportunity for success in those communities. So. World Vision, just for our, so our audience understands, is the, is the largest care organization in the world, right? It's the largest Christian humanitarian and right. development organization in the world. Okay. Absolutely. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, World Vision has the ability to go into some countries that no one else can get into which I find so intriguing. So how do you navigate? Like, how does World Vision step in and navigate the political divide, navigate yeah. just the safety for their workers? How, how, do, how do you guys handle those things? Yeah, I mean, we, we have obviously this mission to go to some of the most vulnerable spaces in the world and context in the world. In fact, there's a technical term called fragile context. Mm. And we go in these fragile contexts. Um, generally, in those fragile contexts, there are there's civil and political unrest. There's just these, these the environment isn't uh, great for children and women in particular. And so um, we, um, you know, we, we talk to government officials. We have people who are trained and know how to do that. We talk to uh, communities. In, in, a, you know, in some of the more difficult spaces, that's, that's hard, naturally, especially if there's a regime change or a governmental change. And then we have to deal with new people and try to establish new relationships and so forth. But in general, yeah, we have people that go, we communicate with them, we talk to them, and, and those are the people who are the movers and shakers who mm -hmm. can make mm -hmm. things happen. And then we partner with government. So I think the strength of our model, as you were hinting at, is that we, while we love the local church, the global church, if you will, the global church and the local church aren't necessarily um, experts in development, right? Um, but so we have to partner with governments that, that see the benefit of us coming in to do our work, do it at a high level, do it at a level that only benefits their communities and, and the people in their, you know, in their countries. And so we work with them. And a lot of times we get great partnerships that happen and things go well. In some contexts, it's just very, very, very challenging. There's, um, there, are, there are contexts where Christianity isn't the majority faith. So we have to navigate that very carefully with a great deal of respect, love, and prayer. And um, sometimes we get rejected, right? It's just, 
it just depends. Uh, but God shows us, we get a lot of favor a lot of times as well. And I think that's what helps us to get into those places and to not only be there, get in there, but also remain because you, you begin to see the work that we're doing. It's not a proselytization at all. You don't, we don't come in and say, we're going to do this, but you have to come. You have to become a Christ follower, mm-hmm. right? Um, we are coming in primarily as an organization there to benefit, um, to lift communities, to be in partnership with governments and communities to lift them out of poverty. So It's interesting. I was watching a, an article on the BBC, and mm-hmm. it was a, regarding the most recent catastrophe in Afghanistan, and they were saying how care organizations were unable to get in, right? Yeah. So here they are saying care organizations are having a really difficult time yeah. getting in. And yet in the background <laughs> were two World vans Vision. going by that said World Vision on them. And, <laughs> and I absolutely on. love this, right? Yeah. So, so here you are in this space that is a, that is a Muslim country. Yes. Uh, and, and yet right in the middle of it, World Vision is still bringing in supplies. Right there, man. You know? Yeah. And, and what I, I mean, I absolutely loved it where they're saying, <laughs> saying nobody can get in. Nobody can get in. And then zoom, zoom, two <laughs> cars go by well, i mean it was just beautiful and part of that is that we were already there right, right? we were already right. doing work there we're already established and, and everything with our work hinges on how well we can establish trust that's right that's a huge word yeah. and you gain trust by demonstrating the fact that you're uh, competent and capable right. and, and you're, you're you're loving and blessing and encouraging the people and not expecting a whole lot in return so right. yeah well and, and those vans people would have already been accustomed to them they're not being They've driven by logo. you know yep. Americans running over for a quick right. trip. They're right. dri- being driven by locals, probably harvesting exactly. food that is local yeah. and being supplied to locals, right. which right. is really again such a, such such an important component of the epicenter. Yeah. On the uh, <laughs> on the website Absolutely. with World Vision, I love the phrase that is used there, but it's it says dangerously soft hearted. Dangerously soft hearted. Right? I haven't seen that. Yeah, that's, it's that's great. Amazing. Like it's yeah. just it's such a it's such a great <laughs> phrase, and to me, it, it's really a great expression of Micah six. You know, this whole idea of we're going to act justly, Justly. we're going to love mercy, and then we're going to live, walk humbly or live humbly. And so it's it's that mindset of just being able to really apply that in the world. All right. So you have traveled the world. Uh, for World Getting Vision, <laughs> and, and uh, you've traveled an awful lot of spaces. Give us, yeah. give us kind of uh, maybe a, a, an example or a story that you've seen from the field that really embodies uh, something where your heart yeah. was touched and something that's really the, an expression Ooh. of World Vision. Probably one of the first trips that I took with World Vision was to Lebanon, and it was to um, kind of get up close and personal to the refugee crisis there, the Syrian refugee crisis. And World Vision was has been right there in the in the midst of that since the very beginning. And so um, I was with a group of pastors, and we, we traveled right. Um, we traveled to, I cannot remember the technical term, so forgive me for just saying these refugee camps, but mm-hmm. there's actually a technical term that's supposed to be used there. But anyway, I, but we traveled there in and it just gave me a firsthand look at the the real difficulty of being having to leave your home and what you know, and that place where you you you're familiar with your bed, you're familiar with the streets around you, and you, it's your community, and you have to uproot and and drag your children now, and now you have to live um, in in a space that's been provided uh, out of the you know it's 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 a response to a, a, an awful situation and it's not ideal at all uh, but it is something but nevertheless it's not your home mm-hmm. and and to see families I have photos still on my phone to see families kind of uprooted in in that space and to hear 
a mom talk about how she kind of has to stay up and and have one eye on the because they're just in like a tent. It's mm-hmm. a, it's a mm-hmm. shelter. It's not right. a you know. There's no foundation. There's no walls. So she's got one eye open, one eye closed, trying to get some rest just to make sure that there's no no animal predators or no human predators that are gonna come. Just the vulnerability mm-hmm. of that. Mm-hmm. Um, is, is, it just kind of wrecks you, right. you know, cause I, I don't think anything of that. I don't know that I'll ever find my place myself in a place where there's that level of vulnerability, you know? And, um, uh, but, and then to see, you know, again, just to see kids and then to see people not even sure of when they will get to return uh, your whole, your whole entire life, all the dreams that you had, the, the future that you envision for your family is just kind of is on hold or mm-hmm. just gone forever right and uh so that was that was that was incredibly that was powerful i mean right. that just kind of rocked me especially seeing uh, moms and and children and sometimes dads uh they, we don't know the story yet because dad may have stayed behind and, and tried to help and do things back in syria um, and so they're unsure. There's an uncertainty even around um, the, the dad or the father, you know. And just to, to live in that sense of, of um, uncertainty is just, I, I can't imagine. You look at, at, you know, in, in the U.S. right now, there's such a big talk about uh, kind of the catastrophe of mental health, right? Mm. The, the, they're calling it the second epidemic. Right. And if you look at the base root of that, it's instability, a lack of security. Yeah. Uh, and yet we see people around the world, but this is literally their norm. Yeah. This right. is, their, this norm, is their, norm. their normal is instability is and instability. questions. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's remarkable to see that. And yet world vision is right there in the middle of it. Right there. And it, one of the, another piece to that was some of the incredible work on behalf of children. So in the midst of these, Situations where there's so many children that are now, you know, refugees and they don't have access to education or anything. World Vision comes along and creates these little educational, again, there's a name for it that escapes me, but these little educational opportunities, little little schools for these children to come and be a part of um, several days of the week. Mm-hmm. And they're in uh, the actually local churches are stepping in to house those places so that these kids can come. And so there's a little bit of normalcy, but a lot of it is, is at the, um, at the hand of world vision, just kind of stepping in, recognizing that there's going to be a gap. Now those kids were going to school fine, but now they can't go to school. Right, right. So can we fill that gap and, and, and help them uh, to continue to be, um, educated, uh, even in the midst of, of this crazy. And then on that same trip, right. no, no, that's a different, on a different trip to Kenya, um, kind of, this was such a cool, um, experience where there was a, there was a young boy who actually wasn't, wasn't registered as a, as a, like a, as a red, as a, a world vision child, if you will, like registered for sponsorship. Mm-hmm. He was just in the community, but world vision staff, which by the way, shout out to world vision staff, uh, in the, in the field, as we say, but I call them our, our international staff that work directly in these APs. They are absolutely the most phenomenal people, man. I mean, they are there. They know these communities. They, they know the people. They know the stories, and um, they work incredibly hard. So I just I just love them. We, um, yeah, we absolutely love them. But our staff got word of this child who had a mass on his head, um, and this little boy... Um, needed help. He just needed a medical procedure to remove this mass. And it was, it's non-cancerous, but it just literally, when he would describe it, he would say, my head is heavy. That's Mm. how he would talk Mm. about it. And um, 
so he said, and so he couldn't go to school. He stopped going to school because everybody would look at it. And then he said, I, I can't really focus and concentrate because my head is heavy. And so World Vision got wind of it. And then behind the scenes, our staff just kind of started talking. What can we do? This kid isn't necessarily registered for us, but he's a child in a community that where we operate. We want to serve and help him. And sure enough, they figured out how to get a physician, a doctor, get him to the hospital, transportation, the whole thing. And to um, have this have this mass removed from mm. his head, so I got to visit him post uh, surgery, and 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 then got to visit his family, and it just it was so powerful to me because I, you know, we we talk a lot about bringing the kingdom of God to earth. That the kingdom is now; it's in the present, and that was just a really powerful example of that to me because mm. I, I. <laughs> God, not supposed to make me cry, man. <laughs> but World Vision stepping in even there. World know? Vision steps yeah. in there, and we see a little glimpse of the kingdom yeah. in that moment where this Beautiful. kid's head is it's not fully restored, right. but he doesn't have a big old thing that makes his head heavy yeah. hanging out there anymore, you know? Yeah. And, and humbly, we were, our staff saw that and intentionally engaged. We could have kind of ignored it. He's not one of our kids, but it's not about us and our programs. It's about... Every child, mm-hmm. every child gets mm-hmm. to experience fullness of life. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, hey, you're jumping into this gig, big heart, yeah. loving yeah. the Lord. Yeah. How, how do you get to this spot, Bernie? Like, how, how, <laughs> what, what, what brought you here? What's the background? Man, I, I was a pastor for uh, 23 years, a long time. In fact, I, um, I, God kind of tapped me on the heart and said at, at 13, like, I want you to be a pastor. And I wasn't really even clear what a pastor did. I, I grew up in kind of go, I, I grew up going to church, you know, African-American, you go to a Baptist church when you're growing up. And that's what I did because <laughs> mom and dad made sure I went, my grandparents reinforced it. So, um, but I sensed the call very early to just go and, and be a pastor. I kind of followed that track, went and got a theology degree, uh, went to seminary, got a master's of divinity, um, and just loved, loved the local church, served, um, all those years. But along the way, it's interesting I um, had a lot of interaction with World Vision because World Vision partners with churches here uh, mm-hmm. in the U.S., mm-hmm. of course, and to do really amazing things that bless uh, vulnerable communities. And so um, I just, there's just, all, I was always just blown away by how um, how dialed it. Everybody's drinking the Kool-Aid, man. I was <laughs> like, these, these people are odd, right? They're like spooky, spiritual, and I don't know, but they were, they really impressed me. And I said, I kind of made the deal with God. I was like, you know, if, God, if the calling ever changes for me, if you ever see me doing something else with my, uh, with my life, uh, I'd love to serve at World Vision. I was very specific because mm. I was like, God, I need to serve at World Vision on the church, church relations team because I don't really know how to do anything else, right? And so um, God was faithful, and uh, I, I was pastoring in Florida and really sensed that it was time for a, a shift, a change. God was kind of calling me to this new space where I could more intentionally, and all along the way, I'd always been involved in, in serving and missions and, and so forth. Um, it, was, it was time, and, mm-hmm. and um, I, I'll never forget, I was, I, was, I was at a gathering for World Vision thing. They had invited me to some new thing, and my wife was there with me, and I was feeling this tug, and I, I kind of whispered out loud, loud, literally, or maybe it was internal, I don't know, but I whispered it to God and said, God, 
I'd really love to have an opportunity to serve at World Vision. I sense that that's where you want me to be. Standing right behind me was the um, hiring manager for the church engagement no team. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. Wow. It's kind of, yeah. So it's right almost, there. Almost like God's in control. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah right. he kind of knows what he's doing. <laughs> and so And so that started a conversation, and, and here I am. Uh, it'll be six years in November that I've that I made the transition. It's the sweet spot, right? When you when you get to when you get to serve in your calling, yeah. You know, at, the, at the at the intersection of your passion yeah. and your giftedness, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's the sweet spot. It you is know? that that's where that's where if you have the privilege to be able to live at that sweet spot, right. It's just, it's a life of joy oh, rather than goodness. a life of turmoil. Yeah. I, I look at the mm-hmm. you know I've, I've got some different friends. Uh, one friend in particular, I'm not going to call him out on, on the show here, but <laughs> but I'll ask him when he's retiring. Like if he was in the room today, he could tell you to the day. He'll check his watch and tell you to the hour. <laughs> and I think, dude, you got to get out, man. Like, like living at a job that you're counting down the minutes of when oh, you get to leave, that no. is horrendous. No, you know, no, live in the sweet spot where, yeah. where you really get to see how God can direct your path and, no and, and how he's going to allow your calling to be at that intersection. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, and you get to live there, which is pretty cool. I do. It's like, it doesn't when, feel like work. actually. But. <laughs> when you, when you have a calling like this, it means you're on the road a lot, which means that I suspect yeah. your wife and kids probably have to have a similar calling <laughs> because yeah. it means dad's on the road quite right, a bit. Right. Yeah. We've always kind of been this family of, of, um, just folks that kind of get it. We're, we're not here for ourselves. And, and, and so we know that that demands a level of sacrifice if we need to go serve, if we're called to a mission. And so I actually grew up as a military brat. So mm. my dad's a, was, is a retired commander now in the, okay. in the Navy. And so I, he was gone a lot. I, I under, kind of understood, well, dad has to go serve. And so service and, and my mom's a nurse. Mm-hmm. And so <clears throat> that's been a part of uh, our lives. And so my kids have grown up, obviously, uh, church kids. They're PKs, mm-hmm. and they've been around church a lot. And I could, I tell you right now, if if you needed to plant a church, you can you can call on my kids. They, <laughs> that'd be your church planting team right there. They know church. They can right. do this thing. But yeah, it, it comes with this level of tension. I'm I'm on the road quite a bit. Um, I try to convince my wife to go with me all the time uh, that she's able to break away. Um, but we 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 make it work. You know, you, right. you kind of adapt and and then when we're off, we're off. Right. And we 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 Sabbath well. Right. We vacation well in terms of just shutting everything down. And but. you're still a Florida guy. I live in Florida. I wouldn't call myself a Florida guy, okay. but I okay. do live in Florida. I'm okay. not a beach guy. I, I just, I don't really do the beach. I, I, have so. a, I have a brother who lives in Florida. He's okay. a Florida guy. Let me just oh, say Oh, yeah, that. he's all in. It's like, it's like it was genealogically predisposed to, to Florida. It's like the weirdest thing in the world. Wow. We grew up in Canada. Canada? I don't oh, even know wow. how that happened, wow. right? Okay. But uh, yeah, it's strange. All right. Hey, Bernie, let's chat. Yeah. Um, I have loved, World Vision has this super cool approach mm. uh, called Chosen. Yeah, and uh, yeah. it has already been impacting our community here. So a, I can't even believe it's been a year, but mm. almost a year ago, we jumped in with World Vision in the strategic partnership. Uh, give the audience a little bit of an idea because World Vision does it differently. Uh, they kind of go backwards. And, and so yeah. so uh, tell us a little there's, bit about There's chosen. been a major flipping of the script, if you will, yeah. um, in a sense. Not that we don't still do uh, picture folder sponsorship, but, um, you know, we've, we've always... Um, felt like God has given us this gift of, of child sponsorship. It really kind of even goes back into the history of how the organization initially got started with Bob Pierce, et cetera. But when, I, when we transitioned leadership, we went from Rich Stearns, who is our CEO for 20 years, and now Edgar Sandoval. As Edgar merged in, he was our um, 
CFO under Rich Stearns mm-hmm. as he came in, years, yeah. he kind of gave, um, he kind of, kind of said, let's, let's talk more about sponsorship, the sponsorship space. Is there something more God wants us to do to come alongside these kids? And, um, and especially, you know, what, what could be kind of the new, the next chapter, the new thing, if you will. And, and a group of folks got together, ideas started to come in, uh, throughout the org. And we landed on this one thought idea, which uh, to me is, absolutely genius i don't know who gets the full credit for it but i just say world vision came up with the idea and uh, it's the idea that what if we could um reverse this thing and have kids choose their sponsor as opposed to the sponsor always getting to choose the child and so that's what chosen is and our first one was uh february of 2019 soul city church in chicago um, and we didn't know what we were doing to be completely honest. We had an idea and we weren't even sure that this was scalable. We weren't sure if it would work and, um, it worked marvelously. I think, uh, Soul City Church on the, that initial, like that first Sunday, um, where we made the appeal, invited people to go have their photo taken. Uh, I think 460 people, this is a 1200 person church, I believe about 460 people responded awesome. that first Sunday. And then they're like, well, hey, can you come back? The pastor, Jeannie Stevens, she was so excited about it. Can you come back the next weekend? And so we called a chosen launch and then a chosen reveal. And so you you get, you get take a photo, and then the next weekend you come, you open an envelope, and you see the photo that you took being held by the child in the field that chose you. Right. And that's the reveal weekend. And so that's, that's, that's really, that's chosen. What it does, it just affirms the inherent dignity of every of, of every child it empowers them with choice because kids who live in in extreme poverty generally don't have choice and it puts us the well to do often you know too many choices for us uh, westerners um, in a place of vulnerability you don't I, I can't tell you uh, how many people will ask me if they will get chosen trust me you're going to get mm. chosen right but it's just that that little check mentally that kind of that little thing that says well what if i don't get I, w- I like that because I want us to feel like, right. you know, this is something, this, this is pretty special that you're going to be. It, it was yeah. cool for our kids and our staff to be able to uh, <laughs> watch that video take place. Yeah. Where, where we, we, so we chose to partner with uh, um, a village over in Honduras yeah. and uh, Promesa del Sur in, in Honduras. Mm. And uh, so we, we chose to partner with this village and it was, it was such a cool experience to watch this, this chosen party taking place. Yeah. And so my wife and I, uh, our kids are older, but you know, so I'm, I'm holding in my hand, our, 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 uh, our sponsored Aww. child, Andrea. And, uh, and in her hand is a picture of, of me and my wife. That's right. And so, you know, so, so here you have, you have that idea that she chose us and now we have the privilege yes. uh, of just investing in her life. She you invited know? you into relationship. Right. And which is, yeah. which is pretty fantastic. It's powerful. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So what's next for, what's next for world vision? Are we, we, we rolling into this idea? idea with chosen we roll yeah. like, what's what's next for for the for the i'm organization? sure there's there's lots of uh, god-inspired ideas on the board i think a big part of our work world vision is the um the number one uh non-governmental provider of clean water in the world and so a lot of what we do centers around provide getting people clean water and <clears throat> we have this incredible uh you know big audacious goal to get uh, clean water to all the communities that we operate in mm. um i think i believe that's by 2030 so we've we've finished up with um 
oh man, the country escapes my mind. Rwanda. I was just there actually. <laughs> so yeah, R- Rwanda. We we managed to uh, get water, uh, clean water to each uh, community there. Um, and now we're working on Zambia. So Zambia is mm-hmm. next on the list. And then, um, yeah, there's just, so clean water is a big one. Um, fulfilling that vision of making sure that every community where we were, every country where we work has access to, uh, to clean, sustainable water is a big thing for us. So, um, yeah. As, as you've seen, uh, you've, you've jumped into organization, both churches and schools. Yeah. As you've seen World Vision jump in with this strategic partnership with these organizations. Mm. How have you seen those organizations change? I can tell you mm. on, on our side how it's been here. Mm. Uh, but how, how, do you, how do you see the organizations change with that relationship? Yeah, it seems like just the, the, the level of awareness, just uh, you know, in terms of what is going on you know, in the world uh, with extreme poverty and people who are vulnerable, people just kind of go, oh, I did not realize that almost a thousand children every day die from drinking Mm. uh, dirty water, right? They die from diarrhea because they drink uh, bad water. And so just the level of awareness we've also seen, especially operating in the the church space, um, we're starting to see even a little data trickle out with regard to the level of generosity that Mm -hmm. is awakened in a church. And perhaps that's true in the school space too, right? But people, you know, oftentimes there's a bit of a scarcity mentality where people kind of go, well, $39 a month goes there, we won't come here. But that, when people get past that and kind of get a bigger vision that God puts on their hearts, we see... um, we're starting to see greater generosity emerge in those communities. So, so this is the way that, I, that I've looked at it here. Yeah. Is as a senior leader, one of the biggest things that we do is drive culture. Right. right? So, totally. so, so, you know, for me, yes, we're, we have events. Yes, we have sports. Yes, yep. we have all those different pieces. But really at the heart of everything that I'm trying to do is to drive culture. Drive culture, yeah. And so when I look at culture, I understand like for us, we want to develop a culture of kindness. Like mm. we, we mm. want kids to be able to understand what it is to have a responsibility yeah. uh, and to take joy in that responsibility. Mm. And so our partnership with World Vision, what I look at is it really has has kind of a double impact. Yeah. Uh, that from a, from a very surface perspective, hey, we get to jump in with a sponsorship of 30 $39 a month and impact this village in Honduras, which is super cool. I mean, yep. and, and I'm, I'm impressed with it just on that one level, yep. just on that one level, going in, providing clean water, shelter where necessary, food where necessary, totally. teaching them how to plant when necessary, right. education. So we're going in and making a bona fide impact on that, on that village. And so that from that one impact, that's great. But here, the second impact is, is that the kids who are every night in their, prayers as they're going to bed and they're praying Mm. for their student. They're Mm. praying for the Mm. child that they're sponsoring, that you're watching that culture of kindness, uh, be enmeshed in the hearts of these boys and girls, these young boys and girls, so that they're being impacted as well for their generation. That, that, that our, our, our purpose, our plan is to allow that double impact. We want to impact where we're where our, our funds are going, but we also want to impact the sending as well totally. uh, to change that organization. And that's where we've seen is that we've seen uh, our partnership with World Vision has had that double impact. Yeah, so uh, we've had, totally. the, we've <laughs> had the privilege here. Uh, so I, I led a group into Honduras uh, in January where I took 43 kids and, and adults down uh, into Honduras. And then since then, 
we've had two other groups. So we've had a moms and daughters group head oh, wow. back into Honduras. And then believe it or not, our football team went down to yes. Honduras right. and, uh, <laughs> and they, they did some amazing work, but to step into the same country where we're serving with world yeah. vision, it makes that, that multitude of relational kind of yep. facets yep. Uh, just take place, which is, which, which just adds so much benefit to the organization. Beautiful. It's that culture of kindness. Culture you know? of kindness. Yeah. yeah. It's a multifaceted sort of a transformational right. experience, which right. is totally what we're after. We're, right. One of the things that lured me in, if you will, was that when I started talking to World Vision and talking about coming on staff, et cetera, they'd say, we're moving from this, and this was super intentional and just spoke volumes to me as a pastor, especially, we're moving from kind of a transactional way of doing our ministry to more of a transformational mm, way of exactly, doing yeah. our ministry. Right. And, and then, they, then they showed me evidence of that because now we have these experiences that benefit the, the need in the field, but also transform the hearts and minds of God's church here in the States, which is, as a pastor, that is, that is music to my ears because, um, like you said, it's a, it's a culture shift. It changes mm-hmm. the culture. It changes the atmosphere. It changes everything um, in the church to where um, it just becomes a normal thing. Let's normalize extreme generosity. Let's right. normalize this, um, this thinking about the world and, 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 and our brothers and sisters that live uh, in extreme poverty. So, yeah, no, you, you nailed it. This that transformational piece. I love that. We're, we're kind of challenging people, uh, just like world visions, world vision says to be dangerously soft, dangerously soft. I really, I I just, I love that phrase. So I got to adopt that too. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Hey, listen, it's a pleasure to have you here Uh, for folks who are, who are watching as well. We're going to air the video on chosen at the end of this show. And so stick around afterwards and you can actually watch a little bit of what that is. You're going to see it in person. You're going to actually be able to see the chosen process taking yeah, place yeah. in the different countries, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, and then you'll even stick around. And for those of you guys who would like to sponsor, there'll be a QR code available for you where you can actually step in and also kind of get involved in this double impact of world vision, helping the area and also making sure that you're fostering a, a, this, this attitude Culture of kindness, of you know, yeah. uh, living dangerously soft hearted. Yes. So, uh, <laughs> all right, Bernie, Hey, it's great to have you on the show. Thanks so much. Uh, super glad to have you. We're really excited about what God is doing, uh, in this partnership with world vision as well. Yeah, no, we're super happy to be partnered with Hebron church, Hebron church, Hebron Christian Academy. <laughs> and you guys are, you guys are making a huge difference in Honduras already. So awesome. thank you. Thank you, Bernie. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Joy of Leadership podcast. Living in the center of God's will is a rare blessing in today's day and age. Help us share this vital story of passionate leadership. If you would like to comment on the show, or if you know someone who would be a perfect guest, contact us at thejoyofleadership at gmail.com. If you like the show and don't want to miss a single episode, make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcast platform.